Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ghost Spider Groupies, the podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth 65, also known as Spider Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give our opinions about all things Gwen 65. I'm Abigail. Nine packs. Uh, this week, Gwen updates. Uh, we have uh, just one piece of news. The uh, preview for Spider Gwen Gwenverse number five uh, has been uh, released. In fact, uh, when this episode is is dropping, it's probably um, the, the issue will probably be out. Um, but yeah, we've uh, finally got our first look at the um, pages from uh, that issue and the showdown with Finale. It still doesn't uh, clarify who Finale is. Even her uh, profile says real name unknown. But I guess at the end of the issue, we'll get to see who she really is. Yes, one hope so. Uh, we'll finally get our finale with finale. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, and uh, speaking of, you know, even though we're supposed we're doing Edge of Spider-Verse number two today and Gwenverse number five is releasing uh, later this week. Uh, the book does take place after Gwenverse number five. So it kind of spoils the ending of Gwenverse when we read the synopsis. Well, yeah, Earth 65 is still intact. Um, yeah, basically. Um... That we know of. That we know of. I, I, it's also entirely possible that um, they're not going to do any consequences from Gwenverse number five until another book with Gwen in it. Maybe they weren't they weren't, weren't ready for it with this particular thing that we're reading. But I'm wondering if uh, Gwenverse number five is going to lead in to this book. Yeah, I'd be interested in that actually. Um, if there's any hints of what uh, end of the Spider Verse is going to be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we. Uh, so uh. Last week, uh, we um, read uh, Gwenverse. Um, we've been reading Gwenverse for a while now. It's been a uh, mini-series coming out from Tim Seeley and Jody Nishijima. Um, however, uh, what we are reading uh, today is, 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 is separate from that. Uh, you know, we mentioned it's in continuity with it, but separate from it. Uh, it's um, a short story uh, from... Uh, there's an anthology series coming out at the moment called Edge of Spider-Verse. Uh, this is the second Edge of Spider-Verse. Obviously, Gwen debuted uh, in the first one a long time, eight years ago. Goodness me. Um, and um, they, they sort of to, to sort of homage that, they've given her a story uh, out of... How many stories is it? Like four? Like four, well, four. Technically, three sto full stories, and then there's just one mini-story. Yeah. Uh, so Gwen has the uh, first one here. Uh, this uh, issue, uh, let's take, let me get the uh, credits up here. Uh, so the first, uh, this first story uh, about Gwen, it's called Gig of Nightmares. Uh, it's by Mallory Rosenthal. Um, the uh, we've, we've spoken a little bit about the team here. Uh, Mallory Rosenthal is a uh, new comic writer, previously done a lot of uh, screenplays, the television stuff. Um, sort of uh new to this sort of scene uh it's got iguara who's returned from a couple of um, recent ghost spider titles over the past couple of years um rico renzi on colors uh we stand um and yeah so that's that's what that story is it's uh eight pages long six right? six pages long that's only yeah. a little one um it sort of sets up gwen for what she'll be doing in end of the spider-verse um, they've also got uh, the new Spider UK and the Spider and the Dragon, written by Ramsey, who's a new writer. Uh, oh, I'm probably saying this wrong. Is it Ruari Coleman? Mm -hmm. um, the artist Brian Reber, colorist. Um, uh, 
we've also got um this is actually more uh, setting up uh end of the spider verse more directly uh we're meeting a villain called Chathra in quote a single thread written by uh Mr. Controversial Dan Slot uh, penciled by Paco Medina inked by Paco Medina and Walden Wong Brian Beeper again as the colorist and there's a little like uh Snoopy type comic at the end uh, called Mini Marvels by Chris Giorosso. We were initially thinking of just doing the initial story here with Gwen in, not really thinking that the other ones were too important to what's going on with Gwen. However, uh, what's going on with Gwen does tie in a little bit more with them. Uh, so we've decided to do the whole issue, um, just, just to make it simple. Um, so this is uh, Edge of Spider-Verse uh, number two, uh, technically from volume two, of Edge of Spider Verse, um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it now. Yeah. It's um, but first, I think we should probably provide some context for Edge of Spider Verse and also for to an extent End of Spider Verse. Yeah, um, yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, you know, it's because you know, because we're not reading um all of five issues. We're just only doing number two, so. Yeah, this is continuing from the last Edge story. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's, uh, yeah, that's right. So there's, yeah. there's, there's going to be five of these. Uh, I think they're all coming out within like two months. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's going to yeah. be a fun comic, Bill. Um, so, yeah, with context, um, alongside Morlin, Shatra is also the big bad for uh, End of the Spider-Verse. And she hasn't been seen since the end of Christopher Yost's Scarlet Spider series. Yeah, um, this new villain for me. I, I I wasn't familiar with her. So yeah, she was last seen in Scarlet Spider. I think number twenty three to twenty five, if I remember correctly. Uh, I read it over New Year's, so that was some time ago. All right, I see. Uh, you got a note here about Spider Man Noir. Because of what happened in Edge of Spider Verse number one, uh, one of Shafra's or. Uh, well, her followers are is this cult called the Sisterhood of the Wasps, and um, they're Anya's first enemies. So like, the cult returns because the Shafra returns. So and they've also been using wasps to uh, sting other spiders to join their ranks. So basically, Spider-Man Noir is the first spider to join Shafra. That'll be interesting. So um. Yeah, uh, we've uh, we've got a. Uh, we do we want to get into a synopsis? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, every uh, issue uh, or arc that we cover, we like to do a little synopsis uh, that covers the basic plot beats of it, so that uh, I guess it's all on the same page, uh, literally. And uh, yeah, but we still do recommend uh, do buy and read Edge of Spider Verse number two uh, if you're going to listen to this uh, podcast. Um, and uh yeah and, and do follow along with us all right so uh, we're gonna start our synopsis with gwen's story it's called gig of nightmares so the mary janes are due to open for a lila cheney gig when george stacy discreetly shows up to hand his daughter a nondescript paper bag warning her of an imminent attack from mysterio as the band plays gas fills the stadium causing all of them to hallucinate 
George, equipped with a gas mask, tries to restrain the concert goers from hurting themselves or others in the confusion, while Gwen goes up to the rafters. Gwen, also equipped with a gas mask, presumably from the bag gifted to her by George, quickly finds and makes short work of Mysterio. The villain, exclaiming that he will eventually make his big break and get a movie deal, is carted away by the police. The concert gets back into swing and the Mary Janes even get to play with Lila Cheney. Gwen is stung by a sinister-looking wasp. So upset. So upset this has happened. Um, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> moving swiftly on, um, our next story, uh, The Spider and the Dragon. On Earth 834, the Mayor of London gives an interview about the opening of a new underground public transit line for the press. One of the journalists expresses fears that the opening is being rushed to chase profits rather than with public safety in mind. Workers on the tunnel soon uncover something sinister lurking in the earth. Meanwhile, in South London, Zarina Zahari plays games while on her Ramadan fast. She sees on the news that a dragon has interrupted the mayor's press conference. She calls her workplace the Weird Happenings Organization, or WHO, and her boss, Brigadier Alison Stewart. The dragon spews a lava-like goo that mutates its victims into dragon monsters. Zarina, suiting up as Spider UK, gets a sample from one of the victims before quickly escaping with a flashbang. Bringing the sample back to Who, the science team manufactures a tranquilizer dart combined with a cure for the mutagen to be loaded onto a wrist launcher for Zarina. Zarina unsuccessfully tries to neutralize the dragon before trying to restrain it with webbing. The latter option leaves her dangling from its feet high up the London skyline. To avoid hitting any buildings, Zarina lets go and activates her bioelectricity powers, which allows her to control her descent. On the ground, she meets with a WHO scientist, who has further adapted the mutagen cure into gas grenades. They activate a beacon, drawing the dragon spawn in close, where Zarina webs and shocks them all down, leaving them open to the cure. Back in the sky, WHO helicopters use the same gas to bring down and capture the dragon. Zarina, satisfied with her victory, is ready to break her fast after a very long day, but is quickly interrupted by Madame Webb, telling her that the fate of every spider is in jeopardy. All right. Um, and then our next story, this is the one by Dan Slot. a single thread. On Loomworld, Annie Mae tries to balance her job maintaining the Great Web and revising for her finals. She is soon distracted by a very old multiversal thread, the Primal Strand. Sisters Shathra and Neith argue over how to create the cosmic construct of the multiverse. Shafra suggests a rigid honeycomb structure called the Great Nest, whereas Neef suggests a more chaotic Great Web. The gods decide to go with Neef's design, while Shafra is left to sulk. Neef creates a completely hands-off approach to her Great Web of Life and Destiny, allowing spiders to maintain it. Shathra is infuriated by this and plants her own designs into the primal strand. With Annie Mae's presence, she is summoned and Shathra and her wasps are unleashed, converting Annie Mae into one of her nestlings. Shathra vows to rebuild the universe in her image as the Hive of Shathra. It's tragic. Can't catch a break if you are the, if you are the child of Peter Parker. All your life is suffering. Or if you're a completely... In Peter Parker's circle in general. Oh, that's a good point. But our very last story, it's just one page, mini Marvels. And this is sort of kind of non-canonical, but it's a very humorous comic. So Gwen, Miles, and Peter hang out playing basketball together when they are interrupted by Spider-UK, Billy Braddock. 
He arrives through a portal to tell them about the situation with Shafra before he is soon stung by one of the wasps. He quickly goes bad and they have to kick him out of his reality. Zarina, the new Spider UK, also travels in to tell the team about the wasps, but Pete storms off, mad at the situation. Okay. Honestly, I really don't think the sort of Snoopy-style comic really made the translation into the synopsis there. Um, I, I, it really has to be read to to be enjoyed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, even though it's a one page, it's kind of up in the air on whether or not if this is essential reading. Because even though uh, Zarina stops by to warn the mini Spideys, yeah, we're not really sure if this is meant to be canonical. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, so um. Getting to the canonical, though. So uh, for Gwen, uh, as far as we can see on Earth-65, uh, Gwen uh, it is still the ghost spider. The Mary Janes are all alive. Uh, George is still alive. They're playing gig, which is nice. Um, yeah, they're um, playing it for, for Lila Cheney, who is... Yeah, from what I've uh, researched, Lila Cheney on Earth-616 is a, a British mutant musician who can teleport... I'm sick. I'm sick of these British people in my comic books. I don't. I don't want to read about <laughs> British people. Well, wait. Isn't Sword because uh, she's an agent of Sword now? Isn't Sword full of Brits? Gross, gross. Oh my days. But not. I, I hate. It. I hate that. Oh, my days. Um. But yeah. Um. Apparent. Apparently, she's British. Um. Uh. But yeah. Um. We've got our. Uh. We got we got we got our girls playing playing an opening gig for her. Honestly, this looks like the biggest gig that they've really played, uh, that we've actually seen them play canonically. Um, especially because they actually get up on stage with her later on in the issue. Yeah, because every time they try to play a big gig, there's always something interrupting them. Yeah, I'm thinking about the one with like Black Cat. That was pretty big. Um, and, and Murdoch interrupted that one. They tried to play on their own, but then they got nearly blown up by the man wolf. Yes, there was that one. There was that one. Yeah, uh, obviously a lot of like solo gigs and like smaller venues, but this one, this one was pretty big. Um, it's not just me. Iguara's art seems to be like good. Like like their art style is like really coming to its own um, with these six pages here. I felt like they had quite a, like honestly like this feels better than anything they did previously with Gwen. Uh, the last one that he did was that eight-page sequence in Gwenom versus Carnage number two. Where did you say it kind of felt a little bit rushed during those eight pages? Yeah, I do. I remember reading it, and it and it just like especially compared to the the detailing that Flaviano was putting into to, to his work in the same issues, right? That it felt a bit of a step down. But but honestly, I'm reading this, um, just just some slight changes in style. But honestly, maybe maybe Iguara just got more time to do it. But like the the detail uh, the detailing is is good here. Like uh, the panel with the concert uh, hall being filled with gas, or the Mary Janes like all playing together with the like lyrics floating around them, or um. And I think Renzi's coloring also uh, backs Guara up because when Gwen is trying to swing through the gas, trying to find Mysterio, it gives it that um, eerie look. Yeah, yeah, you can you can you can tell Renzi's working on this. It feels like I was reading it and I was like, oh, this feels very classic, classic Spider Gwen, and that's all re re all, it's all Renzi. It's all Renzi. Like it feels like an issue from the Latour, and even though it's not Rodriguez drawing, right? Um, simply because Renzi is coloring, yeah, uh, which I but, quite enjoyed. Yeah, but the one nitpick that we all had was a uh, why did Iguara draw Gwen with a gas mask when the symbiote can already? It's been established that the symbiote can filter out noxious fumes. Yeah, 
Yeah, that 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 is that is the question. Uh, they have the whole the sequence where George gives her a gas mask, but it is what it is. Um, I, I'm a bit confused because there's actually actually one panel where Mysterio punches Gwen, and she's not wearing a gas mask, uh, even though the panel prior and after she is wearing a gas mask. Um, I think it was like forgot to draw it on that page. Maybe it was in the script. I don't know, or if or if uh, Iguar just simply forgot. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a little bit strange. I actually thought initially that like Mysterio had punched the gas mask off her. I got confused. Um, like, or maybe the offhand theory is that maybe the gas mask is so the symbiote doesn't hallucinate too. I don't know. Oh yeah, oh that'd be interesting. Is that how the symbiote works? Yeah. Okay. I would. I'd. I'd, I'd be interested to see how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was. It was a good little thing. Uh, this is. Uh, they reveal Mysterio's face, uh, and we're sort of left to presume that it is a sort of more classic Mysterio yeah. identity, like with the um, uh, bowl cut, right? Yeah, with the because yeah, the, uh, the last time that we saw him, that was all the way back in the Spider Gwen Volume Two, Number Thirteen, and even then he was just impersonating Jameson first, and then after Betty unmasked that first disguise, uh, he was wearing the face of either Gary Busey or possibly Nick Nolte. Yeah um yeah it was it was it was confusing i'm not gonna lie um but yeah they've uh this is this is his second appearance a second sort of big fight with gwen that we've seen um and because he doesn't have superpowers he, he really just goes down quick um yeah um, yeah he just uses illusions and the gas to defend himself but based on their dialogue um like I'm left to wonder if uh, off panel, if those two have fought multiple times before, because th- the very first time they really didn't fight. Betty was the one who- to go after him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Myster- Mysterio 65 is a bit of a bit of a, a, a nothing burger villain. Like he shows up. Um, he's got a lot of flair, but he doesn't last very long, really, yeah. once somebody's actually punching him in the face. Unless if it's one of those uh, timeline rewrites once Earth 65 seemingly gets back to normal. Oh, I guess it could be that. Um, yeah. Um, the only hook for this story to end of the Spider-Verse are the final two panels where she gets stung by that wasp. I'm so upset that we're going to have to have a like anti-version of Gwen. Like, or what if the symbiote burns off the, uh, um, let's just call it Shafra juice. Oh, oh God. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know if I'm calling it that, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a... Uh, yeah, so uh, Gwen looks like she might be one of the one of the nestlings, right? With like noir and like uh, anime as well in this issue, right? Uh, so that, that's going to be interesting. I hope they use the Gwenim design. Please use the Gwenim. It is it is right there, um, uh, in some way uh, with the with the Shatter infection. If they do that, you mean you don't want the same mistake did when she was one of Kindred's minions? Yeah, like, oh yeah, I'm going to turn evil and continue using my symbiote to make me look like uh, like my sort of like white superhero outfit as opposed to my cool edgy dark rocker outfit that I've, I've got here on, on backup um, all of the time. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so uh, yeah, like I, you know, like the Gwenham design is there for when she's feeling angry. So if she's feeling a bit evil because she got injected with... Not calling it Chathra juice, um, I'd, because she got infected with that stuff. Um, then Shafter venom, yeah, something like that. Um, 
but yeah, I I read it and I thought, oh, that's uh, I I because I right because because I haven't read Edge. I want to preface preface this. I haven't read Edge of Spider Verse number one. I have an issue in the mail. It is yet to arrive. Right, so I I read this um, and I went. Um, oh, I, I wonder what that wasp is. I wonder if we'll find out what it is. Uh, I, I had no idea of the implications of it until I read later in the issue. Um, so it was, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tragic, really. I guess we'll find out. I like yeah. to think that Gwen, it'll, be, it'll be like what happened in Spider Geddon, where Gwen just sort of it seems like Gwen's been been got, uh, but actually she she sort of. I, I really I, I don't fancy reading a whole event where Gwen has to be an evil minion. I, I really I was so looking forward to End of the Spider Verse for like Gwen content, and I was mistaken. That was on me. I set my expectations high. My expectations should have been on the floor. This is a dance lot comic. Um, Something bad happening to Gwen. Like Gwen's too sacred to let life threatening stuff happening to her. No, she is. I don't think she's going to die, right? But I, I do think absolutely that uh, writer can bring in Gwen, uh, make her evil, and use her as in an evil way for five issues straight because it's uh, it's been done uh, in the past couple of years. Uh, but they're doing it again, um, and uh, yeah, it's not. It's it's not. I don't like. I'm not sure how to feel about this trope of uh, villain has bitten you, and now you've got to be evil for this arc thing. It, it happens a lot in superhero comics. They did it to Quake in Agents of Shield. They 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 did it to to Gwen in Last Remains. They, uh, they do this stuff all the time, and I, I don't know how to feel about it because it's sort of like it, like. It 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 does feel very icky. If it does feel, it is very icky. Like when you like implications of it and stuff. Uh, it, it's yeah. yeah. That's why I feel like um maybe in the hands of a lady writer, uh, she would be done more justice. Or Clay McLeod Chapman. Like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. me pushing my agenda right there. Uh yeah, but uh, current the current hands she in are Dan Slot's hands. Those are the hands that we have. Until she gets a new ongoing spinning off of End of the Spider-Verse, I'm assuming. Yeah, we can only... Um, yeah, it's in Dan Slott's hands now. Yeah, Shathra and the Nestlings by Dan Slott. <laughs> <laughs> ongoing. <laughs> but I'm just, I just want to go back to Gwen with, um, uh, with her dad. Like, um, his job... Like, what's the deal with his job right now? Like, because... Um, Mallory Rosenthal painted him as a PI. Right. So, but is he still a cop or not a cop? He's he's a cop, right? But he's he's doing a little disguise act so yeah. he can discreetly get this stuff to go in. Like it's, I according think according to Sealy, he's retired still. I'm so. Oh my! People, I think I think everybody in the Marvel office has collectively forgotten his job. But here, I do think he is a cop, right? Um, the whole PI thing you're doing is really becoming an issue for me. Like, I think it's more just like he's picked a style so that he can discreetly go up to her and hand her a bag with his mask in. I don't think he actually is a PI, um, unless he actually. If he is, they they haven't done a good job of it. But he's right there with the cops, right? Like at the end, he's right there with the police. Um, he's yeah um i i think i think he's like he was what he's yeah um so, so what like the, in between gwen verse and now did he suddenly change his mind about going back to the force again no i i think he is a police officer here i do i do genuinely think he's a police officer here i think i think the comment about him being a pi is just just a comment on his weird um sort of incognito disguise he's wearing i guess and besides the greatest PI in the Marvel universe, I'm gonna say it's Jessica Jones. Wow, it's not Gwen six one seven then. Um, 
<laughs> okay, I'll okay, I'll revise that. Gwen six one seven, and then Jessica Jones. Yeah. See, I don't even forget about the very important PI character of Gwen six one seven. Well, she said that she was a detective. She didn't say anything about being a private investigator. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's um, but yeah, it's it's strange really because because they gave. They gave they gave George Stacy several arcs of him deciding what he wanted to like do with his life and who he wanted to be and about being better and about specifically not being a police officer, um, and yet it was completely forgotten about in the Maguire run, and and we're here now, and yeah, it it is it is a little bit of a shame. Uh, I will say that. I think we'll see what um the next writer, assuming there is a next writer soon, like that's not Dan Slott, decides what to do with Captain Stacy. If anybody kills Captain Stacy off, I will be very upset. I I feel like it's really important that he doesn't get killed off. Well, there's already one world where he's dead. I don't think they're gonna double down on that. Yeah, well, I mean, we right. I I th- I, th- I think yeah. This is gonna be like the same thing with Gwen. They they just wanted to. Um, kill off. But no, anyway, yeah, Gwen's too sacred to be killed off, but it seems like that her supporting cast is up for grabs. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, no, I, it's just, honestly, like, it has to, it also has, it should be earned. Really, if they do anything like that, it cannot be, like, like, I really hope, it's, it's, it's different. I don't want to rule out any specific plot direction for Gwen. I don't want to be like, you can never do this for her. You can never do that with her, right? However, uh, with something like that, I, I just know that it will be like what Dan Slott did with the goatee Peter Parker. Oh, man. The, from the Spider-Girl universe, right? Where this is a long-standing character and he just brutally kills them off in the space of one issue uh, after that series was cancelled for a couple of years. And nobody liked it. But he did get brought back to life as the other. I don't think any of the decisions made with it were like done in a way which had the level of nuance and time to breathe which they needed to make any of those emotional beats hit in a meaningful and like not shallow way. Like, and I, and I, and I you know, like, you know, like, like murdering him and then bringing him back as a monster after having like dozens and dozens of issues where he's 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 got nothing to do with those things um, was like. Yeah, it, it was a bit, bit of a slap in the face if you enjoy those comics, right? Because because you you kind of you want that depth again, right? If if you see those characters again, which is a bit of a problem here, right? Because because we're expecting like a lot from what are essentially a few going to be a few panels every few issues from this character. So, um, yeah, I just um, like big emotional beats like that. I I much prefer prefer in in the arcs of an ongoing rather than in. Uh, crossover where they're not going to get the same thing treatment even but you know anyway we don't know what goes on behind the walls at editorial so we have to be satisfied with what we can get not enough going on behind the walls in editorial sorry respectfully marvel please hire me but but, but, but not enough going on behind the walls in in editorial um there needs to be more gwen stuff going on behind those walls um like is there any yeah. some sort of jedi mind tricks that we can use to uh um, ooh. what Jedi mind tricks would work? Uh, let's just come back to that one when you finally thought of it. So, yeah, that's a good question. I was yeah. going to be stumped. 
But yeah, anyway, it seems like that the star, the actual star of this issue is the new Spider UK, Zarina Zahari. Yeah, yeah, she's she's neat. Um, unfortunately, still wearing a little bit of Union Jack, but less of a Union Jack uh, than the previous Spider UK, which is a win. Um, and like, and she works for the uh, government, much to your displeasure. But you know, as an agent of who, which is practically a parody. Agent who? Or W H O or Agent Agent Who? <laughs> yeah, W H O. Not like yeah. <laughs> who? <laughs> uh, the weird happenings organization, which is one big Doctor Who uh, reference. Like I'm gonna let you take the wheel on these shameless Doctor Who references that Ramsey just put into her story. Uh, yeah, so uh, listeners uh, may not know this, but I am in fact uh, British um, and a nerd, uh, which which you wouldn't have been able to tell uh, from listening to this podcast, I'm sure. Um, I, I've, I've, of course, uh, watched a lot of Doctor Who as a kid, um, who... I want to say like this whole thing, right, with the like this organization she's working with. In fact, even the whole plotline itself is a Doctor Who parody. All of this is like like a, like riffing off like a Doctor Who like like even even the plot beats like having this sort of like opening bit where they reveal the monster and then introducing us to the to to to, to uh Zarina right like all of it is riffing off Doctor Who her her boss is called the Brigadier in Doctor Who is is buddy in 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 his paramental government government agency paramental paragovernmental agency uh is also called the Brigadier it's it's a whole thing and and it's neat it works right it works as a concept um and then they end up using science at the end of it to win the day like all of it feels like an episode of doc 2 except we have this uh this this pretty neat uh protagonist who's really trying uh to get through this this hard day uh while on like the 15th hour of her fast which oof that's pretty rough um, Does that sound like a Doctor Who B story that they're trying to fight fight a threat, but they have something else going on? Yeah, it does feel very Doctor Who. But obviously, uh, the writer Ramsey has has put a lot of uh, his own uh, personal experiences into this issue, and it brings a lot of life into it. I will say, um, it's a very nice uh, comic, um, even with um, the the uh, like like nationalist bent that spider uk traditionally takes um th- uh, this is a uh as t- mild as moderate uh a version of uh of that as you can get i suppose uh with the union jack being made as small as possible on the on the character design honestly and i was saying this to abigail um while we chat before the show they did not need to make this a spider uk uh this character could have been uh a fresh non-uk like i mean not i say not i mean not necessarily not british but like not calling herself spider uk um could just be uh her own character like spider punk for instance um uh is a sort of uh you know is a british character yeah oh and it just occurred to me that um you know how billy's destroyed earth is a earth 833 yes yeah and zarina lives on earth 834 right Yes. Um, so yeah, they're next door to each other, um, and she doesn't. I mean, she's obviously she's replacing uh, Billy Braddock as as sort of the primary like Spider UK that we're seeing here in the multiverse. However, um, 
yeah, like you say, uh, she's not from the same universe. She isn't working for the Captain Britain Corps. Um, so, and so the presumption every is really that eight three three is still destroyed. Billy is definitely not coming back now. Yeah, Billy's dead as dirt. Yeah, yeah, to the point where they have replaced him with with a completely different character, and even replaced his reality with like like they've substituted in different stuff here. But yeah, it's um yeah, it's it's a really neat comic. They they put together a, a really like interesting little character uh, like like uh t- study here, and and um uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I thought like this this whole dinosaur that turns uh just dinosaur dragon it's, wyvern wyvern a wyvern right this whole wyvern. Uh, that turns you into a into a little wyvern spawn thing. That was whole. Fun. That was really fun. But also very Doctor Who, a thing that turns you into a thing. This is just like every episode of Doctor Who. And then you know, uh, there's her power set where, like, like Miles, she also generates bioelectricity, but probably on a larger scale. Yeah, uh, she does like, and she uses it differently as well. Um, and, it, and it's also very caught up in the practicality of it because it messes with her hair. Um, yeah. Spent spent all her time on on the uh, um, uh, what what do they say here? Um, I think that hairstyle is supposed to be called plates because she's like sorry plates and then takes off her earrings. Yes, her, her plaits. Yeah, plaits. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. She uses it to glide because she uh, heard something about spiders apparently using like bioelectricity or something in the air currents to glide. Uh, I, for one, never want to be witness to that in my life. Uh, that would mess me up. Uh, yeah, I do <laughs> not. Then... I, I, I categorically, I need the universe to know this. Do not want to ever come across a flying spider in my life. <laughs> and then even though she does use web shooters, like she only discovered that she has organic webbing, but it's uh, like weak. Or maybe that's just because she's fasting. Yeah, Um yeah, fight or flight bodily secretions is a thing I do. Is is the caption there? Yeah. Um, but the biggest standout is her jacket. She has a sick jacket. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got like it's like a like Mary Poppins coat. Like it's <laughs> infinite. Like she used to uh, store um, a radioactive kit, um, a flash bomb. Uh, what else did she take out in there? Just those two things. I think she she got the food. Yeah, she got food in there. Medjool oh, yeah. dates. Um, but yeah, it's 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 nice. Um, and you know, uh, British nationalism aside, uh, she's also a representation. Uh, you know, black Muslim living in South London. Uh, you know, it's not really a kind of perspective that we see a lot in any pop culture, especially at Marvel comics. Um, so it's quite nice to have somebody from there. Um, yeah, it was nice. But in that mini Marvel's comic, like um, let's just assume for the sake of this point that it's canon. When she meets that uh, mini Billy Braddock, she's like sawed off Nutter and then just yeets him out. It is very funny uh, that they they've got a a comic so visually depicting the way that Billy Braddock is 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 being actively written out of Marvel um, at the moment. But honestly, I I I I struggle to sympathize. Uh, with Billy Braddock, somebody who wears a full Union Jack on his outfit. Um, and I, I just can't believe it's come at the same time that we've gotten Captain Carter with an even bigger Union Jack on her outfit um, and her own comic even. Uh, so, yeah. But um, like her saying sod off, Nutter, like, um, is that the equivalent of saying piss off? Yeah, sod is like 
like if you're a, like sod is a bad word like it's a very derogatory word you wouldn't say it around your teacher or your parents maybe i mean it depends on your ringing what about nutter uh yeah nutter is what it's like you're nuts nutter. Oh, okay uh, sod is uh an unpleasant or obnoxious person uh there you go that's what that's what google says oh it comes from sodomite so there's a bit of a there is a, it is a little bit homophobic in the past um yeah so um yeah it's uh but yeah it's a. Uh, I, I, I do I will say that it still does feel very caricatured, especially especially Billy Braddock, such a caricature of like British court. Like he he literally was just a flag doing like like overusing like British references. Um, whereas I do feel like Zarina does actually feel like a like a real person that I could I could potentially meet. Uh, insofar as her being somebody who plays video games and like fasts and lives in South London and um you know worries about her uh plats and you know um and, and the language she uses feels a lot more grounded in in the kind of like speech that we see here but, but but like billy braddock was such a caricature i was i was like it's such a such a nothing character like respectfully to the billy braddock stands you picked the wrong character uh i'm sorry that is the wrong hill to die on uh come, whereas the spider gwen hill to die on is, is fine but the billy braddock one and isn't um zarina with her like references they're kind of more clear to the readers because uh she was like that let's desolate the smog yeah yeah um, and then talking about saint george because it's i think mostly everyone knows that saint george slayed the dragon uh yeah yeah saint george uh killed the dragon in turkey hundreds of years ago um and england fucking loves that story for some reason i'm, I'm not sure why and then something about um like a, she wants to prevent the dragon from restarting the great london fire yeah uh yeah those references were getting a little bit more forced um yeah um i think that's just ramsey trying to sneak in uh yeah, yeah the 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 i said the british language like the british references which i thought were most natural was like oh uh, which is uh, this beast reeks like a festival loo with wings um does actually seem that sounds like something i could i, I could hear a british person saying um uh, and yeah, it's um, it, like th- those language beats felt a lot more like real. How, like, th- this is the, this is the problem is like like reading a lot of comic books, right? Your default is to read them like in a, like northeast American, like New Yorkish area, sort of middle classish sounding accent, right? That's the default Marvel character, right? Um, and I think they have a really hard time trying to get the reader to um interpret literally any other accent from the panel than that and like i think it's most egregious maybe with like rogue where every single piece of dialogue is written in like that pronounced accent um oh yeah because she's from missouri right she's from missouri right like which is like yeah uh which which is big enough difference like accent wise for that but but the british characters like how do you do that how would you show a British character is talking in a British accent. Um, how would you do it with any? And, it, and it's always a little bit difficult because because obviously you can have them say catchphrases from or like or like very obvious references to uh, the that country's particular nationalism or like tropes or whatever. And um, I, I don't like that so much as I like somebody who actually knows that dialect. Uh, personally and is able to infuse that into the bubbles that we see here um and i think that like 
the references to stuff like the great fire of london or whatever like i think that's more there maybe for an american reader but as a british reader like i can read this and i can I, you know i can i can sort of, i can in my head i can hear the voice that they are reading that they are talking in um much better than i ever could with billy braddock um who who is the worst but at least you know um zarina's written by an actual brit yeah and i think that's the, i think that's the difference right like if you want to have and i don't want to be like the british need more representation i don't i'm not going to be like that like, i want to be absolutely clear here the cool bits of her representation come from the fact uh she's like a like a minority character not that she's brit the british part is not great sort of like insofar as like the brit like the, the spider uk wearing a union jack working for the government not ideal i will say that it's never going to be ideal i don't think um because of all the things that the british government does and says um and all of the things that have been uh done and continue to be done uh under the union jack you know like you're never going to have a like a good time trying to make a hero out of that kind of symbolism um which is which is why i feel like this one uh it being so far removed from all of that um is it's is at least somewhat a lot better um than than what billy braddock was who who was very like king and country type uh british person so um, like would you like place the blame on like mike costa for like not having maybe a consultant or something i mean i mean i guess just what it comes down to um is is don't don't glorify nation states like like when they like it it's not super difficult to like spider india isn't written in a way where you think oh man the the it's, the, the indian government is is great and the indian nation is is uh only makes good decisions for uh, for its people right like uh like he's written as a like as a person from india right whereas billy braddock is written like somebody who stands the british government makes references to like the charge of the light brigade and stuff like this right and and the king and a king and country and and like like serving his all this about serving nations like all of that right that is nationalistic, right? Like you can write somebody from a country and like have that be like representative of people from that country, and that's fine. But but then the moment you then start to conflate that with the like historic actions and identity of of like the actual nation itself, uh, then it becomes much problematic. But much more problematic because of course uh, nation nation states are, are a whole can of worms. They 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 are all doing pretty bad stuff all at once especially if they are as one as colonial uh, and as imperialist as what the united kingdom has been historically as well um so you run into an issue with i, I have a lot of i have a lot of similar issues with like captain america uh, but that's a whole other discussion um as well because a lot of captain america comics try to engage with it and and stuff but but it hasn't really been that with like these smaller pieces of representation which haven't had like multi-arc issues trying to deconstruct like british identity or indian identity or any of that like all all of these characters who come in as like the spider uk or the spider india or the spider whatever right they'll come in for like a few issues and it's supposed to be just like sort of a more of a token from that country i think uh, unfortunately Uh, and you don't have the time to break them down and deconstruct like concepts of nationalism in that even though they are being used so readily to make these characters um so yeah that's my opinion that's why i always cringe whenever i see a flag on a character right um because it's such a political thing to do and then it's approached in a completely apolitical way as if it's the completely harmless thing um that's my thinking on it
Okay, I think before we get too tangential on that, I think let's just uh, move on to, like, we already talked a little bit about who, like, next on the list is our big bad for the event, Shatra. Yes, uh, cool villain. Uh, cooler than Morlin, some might say, as a Spider-Man's villain. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Shatra, like, she was introduced all the way back in the uh, 2000s, and she's this uh spider wasp deity and like the thing is is that um in nature spiders and wasps are sworn enemies so it kind of makes sense for shatra to be the big bad um yeah no i thought i thought it was an interesting contrast as well because um uh especially uh is it neath i think that's how it's pronounced neath right yeah neath uh is uh to me, was it was a was a was a really big reveal. Is this sort of somebody who, as this god, right, who creates the web of life and destiny, uh, but instead of doing it in a way of like you know I will get worship from this or you know I'll create order or whatever, um, she's literally doing it in response to seeing Shatra's like great nest as being like a very like hands off. I don't want to be doing anything with it. I'll let the people who are on it like maintain it. I just want to go play. And I thought that was like really wholesome. Like a lot of the time when they introduce like these like deity type characters, there was there was very like um there was there was, there was like looking for worship and stuff like that. Which obviously Shatter is Shatter's a baddie, but but I'm like I like that there's an alternative here where somebody can just go, yeah, I will just I'll just we'll just make something cool and let people like have fun with it. And I and I really like that as a concept for the foundation of the universe. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, jealousy gets the better of her when she realizes that Neef's idea was better. Yeah. Um she reacts to it poorly. She she sort of is she transforming herself or was she always like that underneath? because uh, she, she has no, a sort of physical change. Yeah, because Shatra is a shapeshifter because she has posed as a human several times. So I'm okay. thinking maybe uh her wasp form is her true form. Okay. Um yeah, yeah, she's uh she sort of she she plants a sort of like seed like wasp infection into that like uh web. Because uh, her original intention was to uh, kill Spider-Man and then feed him to her children. But then, like, I think according to this story, uh, now she wants the spiders to come over to her side. Yeah, I mean, it's like the end goal here, right? For her to turn the web, uh, which has been in pretty rough shape for, like, the past 10 years or whatever in Marvel comics um, into a, into her hive idea. Like, is she trying to get back to that? And to do that, she's converting all the spiders. Thing is, um, because uh, at the end of Scarlet Spider, Kane as the other killed Shatra. So I don't know if this is um the same Shatra who has been revived or just a younger version of her once Annie plucked that particular strand yeah, uh, yeah, she sort of seemed like she just sort of, uh, yeah, like was came out of, came yeah. out of that. Because I think something along the line of um, like she'll come, like she'll come back when like the primal strand is plucked by a little spider or something. Yeah, where she said that yeah she'll be waiting until that strand has been plucked. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, I feel bad for Annie May. Yeah, getting stung by all of those uh, wasps and then turning into the nestling against her will. Yeah, not fun. We actually don't actually see anime anime's final transformation either. Here, we we just see uh, her like halfway through it. Well, that's what happens when she goes sticking her nose into something that should be 
well left alone. I don't, thought it was. Thought it was. It, it was really. It, I thought it was a really non-assuming act. Um, I don't think she did anything wrong. Yeah. But I wanted to see what it was. Yeah, but she does recognize uh, Annie as oh, Peter Parker's child, or like a version of him, anyway. Yeah. And then, like, a little bit about Neef, how she's the first Master Weaver. Also did a little bit of digging. Found out that she's kind of based off of Egyptian goddess Neef because her job was also to do, like, weaving. And that's why... And she was also a bit associated with spiders because of the weaving part. Nice. I like that. Uh, yeah, no, I thought, I thought some really interesting lore that they're incorporating into the Marvel like universe. They're trying to have a very holistic view of um like the various pantheons of gods yeah. that we've seen and, yeah plus shatra and neef were surrounded by gods in that flashback and like you could see khonshu bost Seth, agamotto um hogoff yeah uh no i i will say i am excited for this event i think this is a is a pretty compelling premise i i, I hope we get to see neef again do you think like she's gonna be the savior at the um at the end of the end of Spider Verse? Yeah, and and I hope that they don't just make. I hope I hope that they do something meaningful with the whole turning turning the spiders evil thing that they've got going on. Like, I hope it's not just a. I hope it's not just. I hope I hope that they just those characters don't just get like used and abused. Like, I hope that there's this bit thinkier in its approach. But um, since uh, Spider Zero is the new Master Weaver right now, like, would she just uh, like go to the Primal Strand and then just grab Neef? Yeah, I, I I could see that, or maybe we'll have like a older Neef show up in from the current timeline or multiverse. Yep. It's not clear how time works on that big old <laughs> no, thread. No, yeah, because according to the lore, Master Weavers are freed from their duty upon death, so. Like I think there has to be another Master Weaver in between Neef and Karn, unless if Neef lived for a really long time and then Karn just stepped in. Yeah, even Karn's like chronology is strange when you look at it. Yeah, because Karn was the result of a time loop. Yeah, it, the, 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 yeah, it's not. It's not supposed to be linear. It's very strange. It's all sort of happening at once, I suppose. Which I, I suppose is true of the real world um like time isn't a linear thing it's sort of all just it all just sort of happens and we experience it in a linear way um so i, I don't know if maybe it's pulling on that concept a little bit yeah but um i think uh with shafra i've mentioned this uh last week i think that well at least morland's found himself a new main squeeze yeah i hope i hope morland doesn't just stay like a, like i hope morland gets like a wasp version of himself too at least like if the spiders are going to get turned he should get turned a little bit but then like shouldn't Shatra tell him to back off of her nestlings since they were they're now like former spiders yeah how does Morland's hunger work if he's if he's if he can't munch on spiders anymore like I I, I say he's got to get a wasp version of himself and he yeah. just goes around wasp wasping well, if Shatra's turning everyone into her nestlings, I think because she wants Peter dead, I think she's just picking and choosing. And then to an extent, the sisterhood of the wasps are also picking and choosing who they want as her new followers. Yeah. So, yeah, then that means, um, yeah, her Shatra's first victims are Noir, Gwen, mm -mm, question mm -mm. mark, 
and Annie. It's, it's, not, it's not real. It's not. It's actually happened. Maybe she'll have a slow turn. Maybe she'll be like. Maybe it'll be like a whole drama where she's like with the team and she's turning and they like. She's they, gradually they, turning. Yeah, and they they figure out a cure at the last second, or 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 the symbiote sort of gets her out of it. Or I I hope that like that there's got to be one which is at least an outlier. Like, would Gwen be this like off the way you're describing it as a slow turn? Would Gwen be a were wasp? A were wasp. I I maybe yeah, it'd be like that. Or as like um, if she does go full on baddie until she's freed some sort of sleeper agent. Oh, oh, I'd hate that. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want them to hurt a girl. I'm sorry. I can't take. I can't stand it. I can't take it. I can't. The next six months, Dan Slot, please do not delay with writing your arc if you're going to do this. Please do it quickly so my pain will be short. Well, Spider Man number one releases October fifth, so yeah, we only gotta wait like five, six weeks. Yeah, um, I, I suppose we should sort of set that up a little bit then. That uh, we're, we're going to be getting into um, Spider. Uh, we're, we're probably going to end up reading that. We're going to end up reading um, Sp- Spider Man number one uh, yeah. by Dan Slott and Mark Bagley this October um, to follow Gwen's story of getting messed up by Shathra and Morlin. Um, and uh, react to that for the five to ten months that this arc takes. I think on average, beginning arcs are only like four to five, seven maximum for a beginning. Yeah, but when it's the end of the Spider-Verse... Because, uh, you know, that since end of the Spider-Verse is just an arc, it's not going to be a book book. So yeah, start in October. Let's assume that um this is a five to six issue arc. Mm-hmm. What's five months after October? March. Yeah. So I think we got until March to figure out what really happens to the Spider Verse. Yep. We have until then. We're gonna find out. Yep. Like until March, and also March marks one year since Gwenverse launched. So. I'm hoping that there's something spinning off for her. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I hope so. I, I really, honestly, what I want really at this point is a spider Gwen ongoing with a complete vision of her character and commitment to Earth-65. At this point, I'm less attached to continuity. I'm less attached to M-Jarnage. I'm less attached to any of these individual plot threads, which when we started this podcast, we were very keen on seeing the end of. I really just want to know that Gwen's getting a comic, which has a like a full vision of her and gets a full run. I, I really, I, I cannot take this this limbo place where she is in, where... Like she gets written by one person for a maximum of five issues at a time, with a completely different take on like her relationships each time. This is not a sustainable situation. Is George Stacy in the police or not? Did he quit or not? Are her and MJ a couple? Are her and MJ fierce enemies? Are they just friends? Uh, is she on Earth sixty five and six one six? Is she just on six one six? Is she just on sixty five? Please clarify, Marvel. And the deal of the storms. And the deal with the storms. Where are the storms? Oh, I forgot about the storms. I'm, I'm, I, I've, I've memory blanked on the storms. I, I, I just, we just, we just, we like. If all of this stuff is going to be ignored, ignore it. But do it in a proper Spider Gwen comic, not in these wishy washy 
like half issues that we get every three months. Please, I am begging you, Marvel, have somebody who actually like likes and knows this character in her runs, and and just and just let them have at it for a, for like two arcs, okay? And then you can cancel it, or you can have it tied to some rubbish event or whatever you want to do with it, okay? I really don't mind. I just I really I really need that right now. I, anybody can write it unless it's down slot. I, I, I you it, cancel it immediately. But, but but anybody can write it, especially if it's, it cannot be down slot. Like ideally, Sean Maguire or Clay McLeod Chapman, or even Mallory Rosenthal, or even Tim Seeley. I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm like, just, just anything. This character is currently a major component of multiple animated projects and is like one of the few well-known female spider characters, um, helped reverse one of the most egregious fridgings in comics. Um, and currently we don't know what universe she's in. Marvel? That's my piece. That's my spiel. I've had enough rants for one day. Well, I am going to be hitting the convention scene in a few days. I'll try to get some inside info. Yeah. 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 You, you, yeah. you, you put that, you put the charm on those, those Marvel staffers, Abigail, we believe on you. We believe in you. And maybe if I get something, probably announce it on here, but if I can't do it legally, I'll probably do it anyway, but I have to bleep it out. And at least we know, but, um, you can, but you, the audience, can't know until they announce it publicly. You, you can hear my reaction. You can hear the shy, sh- shaking, crying, throwing up uh, in the background of the audio, in between the bleeping. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I say something like I say something newsworthy, but I have to bleep it out in post because uh, legally we can't do anything. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's to the future. Um, and remember, at least we're not Ben Riley stands. You know, we can always take comfort in that. Um, Unless if you no. enjoy evil Ben Riley, but yeah, not who, who enjoys. Literally, only one person enjoys evil Ben Riley, and it's Nick Lowe going up to every Spider-Man writer saying, "Hey, can you can you make Ben Riley a villain?" Um, that is that is the only per. Sorry, Nick. I'm sorry. I don't want to be disrespectful to you, Nick, but but you do keep doing this respectfully. Um, so, the, so it doesn't seem like Ben needs yet another factory reset. Uh, yeah, he's gonna get another factory reset, and then like immediately after that, another arc where it's then revealed that he's become a villain. Um, actually, uh, and it'll be a different villain identity again. Uh, so he'll he's like collecting villain identities, like like he's got like a whole trophy room full of different outfits. Um, that are all very good for some reason. Um, like his, his villain characters aren't written well, but but they all they all have excellent outfits. So there's that. So it's like how um into the Spider Verse when Miles sees all of the different Spidey outfits, it's like for Ben. Okay, this was was when I I was Sensational Spider Man. This was when I was Jackal. <laughs> this was when I was. This was my last back to basics arc, and this is when I was evil again. Oh my days. And then this is the a cosplay outfit that I stole in Vegas. Oh goodness, yeah. Oh, poor Ben Riley. Poor Ben Riley stands. Couldn't be me. But if you still wanted to check out Ben Riley anyway, Dark Web is launching. Uh, I think October. Dark Web, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's the big Spider-Man, X-Men, Venom crossover event. Um, with Moira and MJ shenanigans and. Like we don't even know if Moira's still cohabiting MJ in there. Yeah, it, it, cohabitation implies a level of consent from Mary Jane's end. I, 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 I think she's having a hard time in there. I really do. 
Um, well, the Hellfire Gala tie-in issue is going to be out in a couple of weeks. So, because uh, in the uh, a Hellfire Gala issue, uh, Moira was told don't bring MJ uh, back to uh, Orcus headquarters. And Moira said that she'll kill her when she's done uh, using her body. But, um, like, I'm assuming maybe, like, Moira just wants the feel of being in a human body after. Because this is Robo Moira. So maybe she wants the feel of being in the human body for a while. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh that's an interesting uh interesting arc. Um at least we're not Mary Jane stands either, folks. <laughs> as great oh, as Black Cat's also involved in Dark Web. Black Cat stands are probably thriving, I'm not gonna lie. They're probably doing better than they've ever been doing. Um Yeah. We could be Black Cat stands. Could be living. Oh well. Like if only she wasn't cancelled every so often. Chad McKay always finds a way. He always finds a way. I yeah. I have zero doubts about the future of Black Cat comics. So long as Jed McKay is at Marvel and getting the sheer amount of work that he's getting. Yeah, because we got that upcoming like I think I can say this because it's already kind of public knowledge at C2E2 that Mary Jane Black Cat is gonna be an ongoing releasing in December. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Moira permitting. That's only assuming if Moira is no longer using MJ's body. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, Marvel have hard confirmed that Mary Jane and Peter are not getting together anytime soon. Um, so, uh, in the meantime, your agenda of Mary Jane and Black Cat? Question mark. Potentially successful. Like I'm only just like um you know a little bit kidding about that, but also at the same time, you know it's I could see it happen. Yeah, we ship it. We ship it. I'm looking forward to that comic. I'll say that is the first comic I've heard about from like the the vanilla Spidey office, like not Venom, not Spider Verse, but like the actual like Spidey in his supporting cast bit. Um, that I actually been legit excited to hear about, like the idea of a Mary Jane and Black Cat comic. I think that's really fun. That's yeah. uh, it's two fun characters, and uh, they could escape. Peter Park is gravity in that kind of a, a run, so that's quite fun. Yeah, and um, do you think uh, on that note, um, is that all of our thoughts on the characters? Yeah, yeah. We, but, but I, I, I will say this. Uh, I enjoyed this issue. I thought all of the stories were solid. Uh, even the one from Dan Slott. Um, I hope that uh, they, 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 they are kind to these characters that they are making evil for the six month period uh, that this arc will be coming out or however long it takes um, I, I really do hope that Gwen gets more development and characterization uh, outside of these six issue, uh, six pages which were, which were quite good I will say that Mallory Rosenthal did a good job uh, really found a good voice for Gwen and uh, her cast here um, and it was good to have um, you know artists that we're familiar with back sort of drawing earth 65 feeling like earth 65 again uh but yeah we just want more of it uh as spider gwen stands we're here for it we will follow this character um through whatever miniseries or whatever she's in but you know what we really want is a spider gwen ongoing that you know does her character justice after the past four years of sort of being kind of wishy-washy about it uh respectfully to marvel um so <laughs> uh that's uh yeah that's, that's where we're at i think yeah, and we did get one comment here, like about the book from at N. Curell, and it's really more of a gif 
uh, that he replied to the issue and it's just um that scene of into the spider verse when prowler finds out that miles is spider-man he unmasks too and then he's like oh no 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 yeah um yeah <laughs> but is that reacting to gwen or is that reacting to annie good question or just the general quality of the comic maybe they didn't like it um but yeah i think if your input there uh the ambiguity makes it more interesting yeah like i'm just hoping yeah gwen isn't some sort of generic zombie minion wasp thing yeah well um yeah i i yeah i i do hope that like at least if they are going to be evil they still get lines like i thought it was it was interesting how anime was like talking like like shatra like as she's transforming like she's like is and all of that well, um, in, well, in Last Remains, like the kindred eyes, the spiders, they still talked, kind of. Yeah, the, no, that that was just kindred talking through him. Like I think, yeah, I I feel like what happened with okay, okay, last last thought, right? I feel like the way it was done with kindred, where the, they didn't get to talk, and when they did talk, it was specifically with kindred's voice speaking through them, like they were just puppets. The fact that there was zero agency that they could exercise. And there was nothing that they could personally do about it. And it all revolved around Peter Parker's decision-making was what made it feel egregious um, because they have zero autonomy. Their agency is being taken away from them. They're not being treated well. I didn't enjoy that aspect. Um, and I hope that however they do this going forward, that we see Shatra's like, little nestlings, that they get treated with maybe bit more gently um by the narrative that they are able to exercise some kind of agency that when they are inevitably freed right because you know unless shathra and her amazing nestlings becomes a comic or whatever um, <laughs> they will be freed right um so like i hope that however they are freed that, that they are an active they are active agents in that process and that'll, that'll also help ease it a bit because it won't be just that they were evil did evil things and had to be stopped for six issues as opposed to um something a bit more compelling where they, they were they were part of the fight you know i think it would be a shame if it meant like noir and anime and gwen didn't get to be a part of the fight this time around and they were just evil i, I, don't, I don't think people would enjoy that um as much as if they were fighting actively against what had been done to them but the second issue solicit did mention something about tragedy happening in the first issue unless if that's just a solicit writer making things interesting yeah those solicit writers they're sneaky uh, they have no moral qualms. <laughs> Nothing more egregious when the uh, solicit writer tried to h hype up the solicits for party people. That was bad. That yeah, that was really bad. Uh, I really do feel like they should have either the 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 direct editor of the book or the writer of the book be the one to write the solicit, and not some person in marketing who actually doesn't know what's going on in the comic yet. Um, it's it's off. It's well off. But I think. Uh... Yeah, it's yeah, it's better off if the editors or the actual writer of the book just did the solicit. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, is that the end of the show? I think that's the end of the show. I think we did it. Oh, am I closing it out? Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, next week, in fact, next week, we have another comic to read then. Gwenverse number five, mostly coming out probably by the time this episode is out. Uh, please do uh, pre-order slash buy that, read it. Uh, let us know what you think about it. Uh, we have a reading list uh, in our bio as well as a link to Comixology for that. Um, and yeah, just let us know what, what you think. We're on uh, Twitter at gsgroupies. We have an email, ghostspidergroupies at gmail.com. We also have a Kofi page if you'd like to donate to supplement the Podbean subscription costs. Pretty please. Yes, please. 
All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we've had a lovely episode talking about Edge of Spider-Verse number two to um, uh, Ivan Pax. And I've been Abigail. Goodbye. Bye. And kids, Captain America, fuck!